Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Good morning, Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning, Liberty. My name is Nate Thurston, and across from me is Mr. Charlie Charles Lawrence Thompson. Chuck, how's it going today, Charlie? Oh, it is Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday. Don't believe of the week. We're rolling into Halloween, I mean... It's getting scary out there. Yeah. Real scary leading yeah. into Halloween. Mm-hmm. Hope everyone at home is doing okay, especially if you're in Florida. Once again, I hope everything is okay. Hope all your family is okay. Uh, luckily, everything's rolled through there, and I saw some pictures. It looks rough, and we'll tell you that. I almost felt bad about some of the little jokes that we made yesterday or the day before, whenever it's, it was. It's looking bad. Yeah, it looks pretty bad. Um yeah, we've been talking about some more serious stuff in the pre-show, which everyone is there hanging out with us because they went to joingmail.com and they joined our private Discord server. We've been talking about World War III here for the past few minutes, but today's Dumb Bleep of the Week. That's the day of the week where we uh, have been saving some dumb stuff so we can talk about them. The live group will vote on them and we'll figure out what the Dumb Bleep of the Week is. And at the end of the year, we will have Dumb Bleep of the Year bracket challenge at the end of the year. And whoever that is, they'll we'll send them a Christmas card. I don't know. We don't, don't know always do. save it for the for the end of the week. We don't no. because we can't. Some of these there's too much dumb folks. We did throw out some things that easily could be in dumbly for the week. That's why you should not only listen to this episode, you gotta listen to all the other ones. So we don't have any show notes today. That's different for Charlie and I. Normally we got mm-hmm. like some notes. Here's an article. No articles. Just this nice presentation. So dumb bleep number one. Here we go. This happened just a few days ago, but it's going to be Joe Biden. Where's Jackie? Now you probably saw where's Jackie trending on Twitter. And I got to tell you, watching this kind of stuff makes me feel uncomfortable, but uh, we'll do it. Here we go. And I want to thank all of you here for including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was was going to be here. Problem is, Representative Jackie Walorski died. Yeah. And um, I don't think she's going to make it. No, she's she's not there. Okay. (laughs) In spirit, she might be. She's become very spiritual. From the grave. From the grave. She sends her best from the grave. And so, okay, it's a gaffe. Listen, Biden meets a lot of people every day. He meets a lot of people. There's a lot of people in Congress. Okay, it's not super common that any of them die in a car accident or anything like that. Uh, But he meets a lot of people and he's pretty old. We can all understand this kind of thing, right? right? Right. And so here's where the real dumb comes into play. I mean, it's not Joe Biden's fault. This happens to everyone that's his age. It's not like a specific thing to Joe Biden. Yeah. All right. 
the real dome comes into when Corrine Jean-Pierre is asked about what happened with that and the defense. Listen, just say, hey, here's the thing. Charlie, are you perfect? Mm-mm. Okay. No, I'm not perfect. Do you think that Joe Biden is an infallible human being? There's there's just nothing wrong. No. Okay. Do you think that the quality of a U.S. president should be that they never make an error? They are a perfect human being who knows all things at all times. No. But no. they should own it, at least. Got to own it. All right, so here's it's the like, press hey, secretary. I made a mistake, and I should own this. I just wanted to return to this question of the congresswoman. And I think we all totally get why she's top of mind. You've made that case pretty effectively. Um, But I think the confusing part is why, if she and the family is top of mind, does the president think that she's living and in the room? I don't find that confusing. I mean, I think many people can speak to sometimes when you have someone top of mind. They're a top of mind, exactly that. Uh, And it is also, if you put it into the context, it's not like it happened without outside of context, right? It happened at an event uh, where we were um, uh, champ- we were calling out the champions, uh, congressional champions in particular of this uh, issue, this important issue uh, when it comes to food insecurity, something that this administration has led on, led uh, on uh, from the beginning of this administration, not just across the country, but, uh, but also globally. You heard him talk about food insecurity last week at the UN and uh, the investments that we have put forward uh, as as the U- as as the. United States of America and helping and helping deal with that. He was at an event, you all saw, you all watched, which is why you're asking the question, right, where he was calling out, again, uh, congressional leaders, uh, a bipartisan uh, leadership that we have seen on this particular issue. And uh, again, he's going to see her family in just two days. And uh, she was on top of mind. I mean, I don't. That is, <laughs> I mean, that is uh, that is not an unusual uh, unusual scenario there. Corrine, I have John Lennon okay. top of mind just about every day, but I'm not looking around for him anyway. When you sign a bill for John Lennon, Lennon as president, then we can have this conversation. Why okay, go ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh. He says, "I have John Lennon top of mind every day, but I don't think that he's in the room with me." Listen, you watch the video clearly. Uh, just own it. Just own it. That's all you have to do. Take some accountability. This idea that he's got to be perfect, that he can never make a mistake, like that's a scary idea to me. Yeah. He's not perfect. Right. All right. He's a human being that's super old and is going way downhill. Very old. Man, I got to tell you one thing that I've noticed is he is very old. On a scale of one to old, he's old. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And so just... Just say it like, yeah, he messed up. He meets a lot of people. It slipped his mind or whatever, you know, but this whole like, oh, his fam, her family was on the top of his mind. She was on the top of his mind. You know, that's why he was looking. No, he screwed up. Why? All yeah, right. Why are we making all these excuses? Okay. Next thing here that, uh, this is still dumb bleep number one. All right. Now I have, I've reached out and the vast research staff that we have here at the podcast has told me that this is real. And I do, I do believe that it's real, but I I have to preface this. Uh, You know, tweets that have been deleted are hard to confirm, but I reached out. I said, is this confirmed? And it was responded with, yes, this is from Occupy Democrats. Hmm. They tweeted this after this happened. Allegedly, it looks like 
Radical right-wing Republican Jackie Walorski skips White House Forum on Hunger Initiative. She also was unable to be reached for comment about her act of defiance. I don't, you see, I have a hard time believing that it's real, but it is Occupy Democrats. Mm. And so the problem with Occupy Democrats, as we're still in dumb belief number one, they put a lot of money towards towards stuff. I mean, listen, they raise a lot of money. Occupy Democrats election fund. They got a pack out there. All right. They raised $800,000. And thanks for this being posted in the group also. They have an election fund pack and they contributed $0 to federal candidates from their election fund. They spent $577,000 on fundraising consultants. And then as you go deeper, they also spent two hundred and fifty. dollars uh, went to a company owned by the person running it and his brother. And what was really funny was the response by Omar. They said Omar and his brother. Uh, they said, Omar said, if you understood the time and effort that goes into making viral memes and the impact that they have, you might respect our work more. <laughs> Listen, that's a, that's a lot of memes, okay? I just wish they would turn out some better stuff. But it's effective stuff. They say a lot of dumb stuff. I'm still on the fence about whether or not the the tweet was actually real but but anyway um so this response occupied democrats because they also had a terrible post when she actually died now of course they have different people running the platform and everything so you just never know um they had a terrible post when she died the day she died talking about how she was a trump supporter and all that so they get wrapped into number one where's jackie that is number one Okay, let me do number two also. Because she hates democracy so much she died. <laughs> That's how much she hates it, for sure. Number two, Nina Turner. Mm. And I told Charlie beforehand, the first half of this, we're going to go pretty quick because the back half is going to get a little heavier than the first half. Some of these are just pretty dumb. She said, since 1989, the wealth of the bottom 50% of Americans has been cut in half. Now, I saw that, and I was like, What? Charlie, since 1989, you're telling me the wealth of the bottom 50% has been cut in half? Oh, well, that's just true. Here's the problem. Um, I can't find anything confirming what she's saying whatsoever. Now, I mean, some people will say relative to the wealth of the top 1%, stuff like that. Uh, but the wealth being cut in half, I just, I was like, well, let's go to the horse's mouth here. St. Louis Fred, here's a... Trendline, since 1990, she said 89, this goes back to 1990, and it's about a net worth, this is for the bottom 50%, uh, net worth around 700,000 is where that was. Is this in millions? Let me see, I can't read, I can't read that. Whatever the number is here, it could be, it could be in higher amounts. 700,000 up to uh, over 4 million. And I literally can't read it. The print's so small, whether or not it's more than that. But that's not down by 50%. There's the point of what I'm saying at yeah. the moment. I can't figure out what she's talking about. Now, I, I will say, I think the purchasing power potential of folks uh, could be down. Sure. For sure. But I looked um, but at her tweet and she do... said wealth. Yeah. You know, and then I, I know what you're thinking. Well, what about inflation? That number that it starts at, that 773,000 was the number right there uh, with inflation taken into account is 1.7 million. This still shows it up over 4 million. And so that's still not cut in half. <laughs> so Nina, please tell me what you're talking about. You don't have to though. You can just say things. I know. Which is why she makes dumb bleep all the time. I know. And that's why she's got half a million followers because mm -hmm. she just says things. 
Because who cares? You know who else just says things? David Hogg. David Hogg. He just says stuff all the time. All right, let's listen to this killer. All right, he says, no right, including the Second Amendment, is absolute. Okay. None. No right, including the Second Amendment, is absolute. First off, does the Constitution give you rights? No. Okay. The con- th- these are lists of things that the government can't do. All right. That's, that's what the Constitution is. Thereby saying that you have a right to these things, but the Constitution is a list of things that the government can't do for the most part. Yeah. All right. But let's assume that they're rights and we'll go along with that. Um, I don't know what he would think about some of the different, the other rights inside of the Constitution. Like, I don't know, this one right here, the 13th Amendment. <laughs> Well, what do you think he would say about that? Is that absolute when it comes to taxes? I mean, well, it's true, you know? I guess. Yeah, I guess he's, I guess that tracks, Yeah, you know? Okay. When it, when it comes to taxes, then there's going to be, you know. Well, 13 says neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as a punishment for crime, whereof the party shall have been duly convicted, shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their ju- jurisdiction. But that's not absolute. I mean, we can enslave some people, right? <laughs> I mean, if the government, oh, like if we want, if the people are like dangerous, yeah, right, we can enslave some people. What he's trying to do is he's trying to point out one thing that he disagrees with, which mm-hmm. is the Second Amendment, obviously. So he's on a campaign. That's his thing that he's out against. And so he's taking that one thing and being like, ah, oh, it's not absolute without even taking into any consideration what other rights people have that are absolute. And the thing about it is, is that the, our rights don't come from government. No, they don't like the right to defend yourself and bear arms doesn't come from government. You've got whatsoever. that right. Whether you the government right. protects it or not. Exactly. There exactly. you go. All right. Number three, moving through here pretty quick. <laughs> okay. This one was good. Oh, I saw this around on Twitter yesterday and it's pretty good. Here's a classroom um, on the, on this wall back here. It's just words of encouragement for different students Mm-mm. in the class. So there's nothing wrong with words of encouragement for people. Mm-mm. It says, dear black students, in this classroom, your life matters. That's nice. Uh, Dear Muslim students, you are not terrorists. (laughs) Dear, I bet that's what like a, you know, eight-year-old kids walking around thinking about, you know, that damn 9-11. Gosh, dang it. Uh, Dear LGBTQ plus students, your life is beautiful and allowed to expand past fake social rules. Dear female students, men cannot grab you. These are all valid things. Yeah. Well, I mean, men technically can grab you, like physically. Yeah. And especially if it if you're like if you want them to. But anyway, I, I understand what they're saying. Dear Latino, in parentheses, a Latina students. I don't know why she just put X. This racist person clearly doing this. Yeah. You are not rapists or drug dealers. And dear undocumented students, in this classroom, there are no walls. I mean, there are walls. Yeah, those signs are literally taped to a wall. Yeah. I mean, behind, I, don't, I don't know if you're watching the video right now, but all those signs right there, they're stuck to a wall. A cinder block wall, like a normal school yeah. cinder block wall. So I really take issue with the bottom right sign right there because it says in this classroom there are no walls. In fact, there's probably a cop there. You'd like yeah. have to be a certain 
person to get in there. There's literally, there's, I bet you there's like four. I bet there's at least four walls. I wonder what it's like to read that, which is taped to a wall, and then look around and just see all walls around you. I, now, what did they leave off there? Charlie, <laughs> your privileged self. <laughs> You do not need any words of encouragement, as we will talk about later when we talk about Jordan Peterson. Incels like you do not need any type of encouragement, Charlie. <laughs> There's no reason to write anything like that up on the wall. Okay. Yeah, exactly. It is weird, though, right? Like, what if you're like a white kid in there? Yep. Just like... If you're a white female, that works because you okay. fall into the female students. It's white men. Straight white males. There's nothing in there for straight white men. Yeah. At all. That's it. Huh. Or, I mean, American Indians. I don't see anything for that. What about like a sign? Okay, so all of these things. They Chinese. Say, you're not a Asians, terrorist. Um, Pacific Islanders. You're right, Daisy. Yeah. Your life is beautiful. Uh, you're not a rapist or a drug dealer. I'm glad that they put that on the sign, though, because here's this kid walking around <laughs> thinking that he or she is a rapist or a drug dealer. Yeah. But luckily on the sign, it says you're not a drug dealer. So that's good. What about like for for like a white kids, dear white students, you are not an oppressor of your fellow classmates. What about something like that? No. They, no? No. By default, they, they're already guilty just of that. Okay. All right. Well, that's dumb bleep number four. There we All go. right. Dumb bleep number five. Oh, good. We got a video. What's here from AOC? Hmm. Where you been, AOC? Probably hiding somewhere, I bet. It's been a while. Yeah. Let's talk to her, see what she's got going on. You know, I think it's important to state that um, that abortion is an economic issue. Forcing poor and working class people uh, to give birth um, against their will, against their consent, um, against their ability to provide for themselves or a child is a profound economic issue. And it's certainly a way to keep um, a workforce uh, basically conscripted uh, to large-scale employers and to employers to be to work more uh, against their will, to take second and third jobs against their desire and their own autonomy. And so the idea that um, that abortion and access to abortion is somehow not a profound and central economic and class issue and class struggle um, is certainly something that I think a person who's never had to contend uh, with the ability to carry a child. Um, you know, it, it belies that perspective, you know. <laughs> Abortion is a class struggle issue. I don't mm -hmm. know if you know this, but the, um, the pro-life movement or the anti-abortion movement is actually on part of major corporations. You see what they want to do, Charlie. It's the Koch brothers. Yeah. Well, Koch brother. No. See, they have to keep a workforce. There's two different ways here. They need more people coming into the workforce so they can grow their greedy corporate profits. Mm -hmm. They also need you hungry and starving for food so you'll be willing to work for them, which is why so many of the biggest, wealthiest, largest corporations in the history of Earth are strongly against abortion rights, as you can tell, you know? Yeah. Clearly. That's right. As you look through the records of like mm -hmm. who is support and not not supportive and all that, um, you can see it's these biggest power hungry, greedy corporations that have um, been some of the most pro life people. 
that you've ever seen. Well, it's mainly because they hate women of color, the yeah. minority women. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Okay. So there's AOC. Now we're getting to the back half of the program. What's up next? That's one thing with you on notes. That's number five, by the way. AOC is number five. Rolling through here, okay? All right. <laughs> here we go. This one almost wasn't in here. And then I heard Charlie play the entire video on his phone earlier. And I was like, you know what? We're going to have to do it. Yep. Here we go. So can biological men become pregnant and give birth? So are you saying that a biological female who identifies as a man and therefore becomes pregnant is, quote, a man? Is that what you're saying? These questions about who can become pregnant are really missing the point. I'm here to talk no, about no, no, what's no, no, happening no. in I, Texas. I, this is me Somebody, asking a question I'm and you question. answering. I'm asking the question, sir, not you. Right, and I'm answering the question. Somebody with a uterus may have the capability of becoming pregnant, whether they're a woman or a man. That doesn't make <laughs> okay, a difference. Okay, we're done. Not we're every done. person with this a uterus isn't complicated. has the ability Let me to tell you, pregnant. if a person has this a uterus medicine. and is born, as a, is born female, they are a woman. That is not a man, and the vast majority of the world considers that to be a woman because there are biological differences between men and women. I mean, clearly, any high school biology class teaches that men and women have different chromosomes. Females are XX chromosome and male are XY chromosome. Can't believe it's necessary to say this, but men cannot get pregnant and cannot get birth, give birth, regardless of how they identify themselves. Okay. The first part of that was also good, but we, um, uh, that wasn't in that video. I didn't, didn't realize I was trying to look up and try and find exactly what he said. Uh, maybe we will find that, uh, eventually here mm. on the show. You remember exactly how he worded the first part? Anyone in the group? Can you tell me y'all got anything? What did he say? All right. So that was he basically asked is can men and women or can men give birth? That was mm. the question. Yes. Can a biological man give birth? That was the question. I got you. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, that was number six. Listen, in one way, I'm I'm uh, scared and disgusted and uh, just terrified, really, about the direction we're going. The other, I got to have gratitude for the fact that this is where we've made it in life, to where like this is something that we're arguing about. It right. means that we're actually doing pretty well out there. Right. There's a white pill for you. We've, our struggle session, we've, we've made it past so many of the problems out there in the world that now we've made it down to arguing about men and women and biology and sex. Like, that's really drilling down. And who can have babies. Yeah. 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 Men with uterus, uteruses can, mm. can have babies. Yeah. The men who have uteruses, clearly, we've decided can have babies. Well, well, and look, this, is, this is nothing about, if, if you know... Those who are adults who want to make decisions, who feel like you're in the wrong body and you want to go down that route, I don't have to agree to tolerate. Like, you can do whatever you want as long as you're not harming anyone else. I do have a problem when they go after kids because we've seen that happen. It's absolutely disgusting. Vanderbilt is currently shut down their whole entire uh, transitioning. They were castrating, you know, 14, 15-year-old boys. Just absolutely atrocious. No one at... 12 or 13 or 14 or 5 or 16. Hell, most of the time at 25. Have no idea what the hell they want or what they're doing or who they are. Okay? It takes a long time to get there, right? We, we, we develop our, our prefrontal cortex at least until we're 25. So there's still a lot of things that you're trying to figure out in life. 
you're like, oh, maybe I feel like a truck today, or I feel <laughs> like a a woman, or I feel like a man. A Shania Twain mm-hmm. felt like a woman. <laughs> she did. And that's uh, totally fine. Uh, yeah, but that was back in the nineties. But so. this whole idea that we have to embrace it for to a certain point to where we agree that men can have children. No. 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 Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's too far. Would you You're, would you allow you know, what do you think people would say about a tattoo parlor that gives twelve year olds face tattoos as long as the parents consent? <laughs> you think that's a, is that okay? What do you think? I mean, that's at least, that's a little different. That's still not as bad, actually. So as a libertarian, you're sitting there thinking like, well, you know, choose your battles. Let's talk morally. I, yeah, that I don't know. I mean, God, if your parents give you permission, I just, I think that if you, let's say your parent gives you permission to have sex with a 30 year old, like it's still wrong. Yeah. Like morally, and I think that children are a certain, see, I think this is, this is the only, this is one of the things that keeps me from being ANCAP completely, Mm -hmm. because I do think that there has to be some sort of protection for those that can't consent. Even if, I mean, have you heard the story of these moms running, um, little girls, Instagram accounts, and then having OnlyFans and Patreon and the idea like that is disgusting. The idea in ANCAPistan would be that, that protection would still arise it would just the invisible hand would be slapping these idiots and that yeah. uh, and that that protection would would still be there yeah in some way shape or form i don't know i don't know much about and it. then the other part of it jeff brings up a good point here men are better than women at all things including giving birth that, why are women allowing you know men or trans men even to say that they can give birth like why are you even allowing that like you fought so hard for women's rights and, and you're a feminist and you're pro women and all of this stuff. And then you're going to just capitulate on these things for what? This is still just it's the like, tyrannical patriarchy taking a different form. Right, yeah. Know? Yeah. And, and, and then on top of that, you're just in this victim hierarchy. Well, it's like, well, I'm trying to be the most depressed person possible. So everybody can, so I get all the attention. Yeah. Like it, it you know, I, I have a friend that is trans. I accept so I. people. Yep. So do you, I accept people. I love them for who they are. Um, I don't agree with pushing it on kids. And if you're an adult and you want to do those things, whatever, but to have a campaign to go before Congress and to be like, no men, men give birth. I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. Uh, That's the, the other thing. The guy who's a doctor. Went, who went to medical, medical or school? Or girl, whatever. You. I don't really know. And this is just basic biology. And when they try to spin the truth, I don't know. I just don't like it. I don't well, like it. It's all, dumb. All of the disagreements you have with this are because you, your brain has been infiltrated by this really terrible pseudo-psychologist uh, that has poisoned your mind against uh, compassion. Obviously. And the truth and everything. So Jordan mm-hmm. Peterson is trending on Twitter today anytime i see jordan peterson trending on twitter i get a little bit mad about stuff there's only a couple people where i'll see that they're trending and i'll see what people are saying about them and i'll get like i i don't I like like i take it personally you know it affects yeah. me personally and so let's play why basically people were making fun of him for this clip right here 
I've got to wrap it up. I don't want to, but I have to. Uh, I want to ask you just quickly, uh, the film director, Olivia Wilde, has a new movie out, which she says is based on you, this insane man, this pseudo-intellectual hero to the incel community, incel being these weirdo loner men uh, who are despicable in many ways. Is that you? Are you the intellectual hero to these people? Sure. Why not? You know, um... People have been after me for a long time by, because I've been speaking to disaffected young men. You know, what a terrible thing to do that is. I thought the marginalized were supposed to have a voice. It's making you emotional to talk about that. Well, God, you know. It's very difficult to understand how demoralized people are. And certainly many young men are in that category. And you get these casual insults, these, these incels. What does it mean? It's like, well, these men, they're, they don't know how to make themselves attractive to women who are very picky and good for them. Women, like, be picky. That's, that's your gift, man. Demand high standards from your men. Fair enough. But all these men who are alienated, it's like, they're lonesome and, and, and they don't know what to do and everyone piles abuse on them. When she said that, Olivia Wilde, it, it stung you, didn't it? I saw the Oh, by that time, you know, that as far as, as criti- critiques go, that was kind of low level. I mean, once I got painted as... Let me skip a little bit. You got very emotional. Why? It's really something to see... Constantly, how many people are dying for lack of an encouraging word? Mm. Okay. Clearly a terrible person, for Mm -hmm. sure. That's what I learned right there from that clip. So, what I saw on Twitter were a lot of people making fun of him for getting upset during this conversation. This article from Variety, who had we'd recently read an article about this whole movie and this idea. We talked about it. And uh, and so talking about him crying, and then you go through some of the Twitter responses that are real popular out there. Jordan Peterson crying constantly isn't raw emotion. This extraordinary mental instability after years of benzo abuse. All beef diets and Twitter addiction. He's far more lost than the incels he preys on. This person said, uh, right now, Jordan Peterson is at home crying like a little girl. And uh, then there's some, okay, I have to admit, I chuckled at one of these. I'm sorry. When it's funny, it's funny. I'm sorry. If you say something funny, this one, Jordan Peterson watching TV and weeping. They do have the meat. Arby's has had the meat for so long. And they hardly ever get the credit they deserve. (laughs) Okay, that's funny. All right. That's pretty funny. I'm sorry. That's pretty funny. <laughs> but anyway, all the other ones, those are terrible. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And what is it about somebody getting passionate and emotional about something that they truly care about? And and when it what's weird is like he's on a like a path of trying to help young men, mm-hmm. which are seriously disaffected. I mean, obviously. Well, that's where 
the ability to make fun of him for getting upset comes from because men are not really disaffected. Men are oppressors. Men are terrible. Men are what's wrong with society. And mm -hmm. so you can't actually be getting upset over those people. Getting upset over the way that men feel is getting upset uh, because a fascist is sad that they're not getting what they want, yeah. basically. And so that's why it's so easy to make fun of him. The other side is, you know, what about, I thought toxic masculinity was bad, you know? And then he's constantly getting made fun of for crying during his interviews, showing emotion yeah. during his interviews. Right, right. All right. So like, this is what you get for showing emotion. For being vulnerable. It's like they would rather you just be mad and be lashing out because then they get to feel like they're winning. But yeah. when you're showing vulnerability, that's not what they want. They don't want you showing vulnerability yeah. in this situation. Authenticity. <clears throat> And well, it, and that, you know, that's one thing men get shamed for is like being weak, being considered weak. Mm -hmm. It's not masculine to be weak. And, um, and then women are always like, oh, I wish my man would open up to me. No, you don't <laughs> <laughs> like, no, you don't. Cause then you'll lose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and not all women, there are, you know, plenty of women who emotionally mature and, you know have an, an, an intimate emotional connection with their man. Uh, cause men have feelings too, by the way. Um, but at the same time, you like when this type of thing happens, it's just like the culture society goes, Oh, and just attacks them because men should have it all figured out. They should, they, they can't show any weakness. The other problem is let's say that these incels, and I don't know much about the incel community. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if they're domestic terrorists or voted for Trump or were there on January 6th. I'm not sure. There's a new statistic that says, uh, I believe it's one in three men under 30 have not had sex. One in three men under 30. So that includes everyone who's also like under 18, I under guess, 16. Uh, I guess I, uh, like even, that's kind of a weird stat. Even take it. What is it from like 18 to 30? Take it from 18 to 30 and just say one in three. I mean, that's like, a lot. It's like two in three under 12 yeah. haven't had sex. You know, you I think know? it's, yeah, Bailey's right. I think it is 18 to 30. I think okay. it's 18, 18 to 30. To 30. That, That's what, that makes way more sense. Okay. <laughs> I, I misspoke. Okay. I'm going to own my, I'm going to own my misspeak. Listen, I didn't say it right. Jackie died. <laughs> Jackie's just okay? dead. I'm sorry. Jackie. Oh God, I miss her. <laughs> All right. Um, what the other thing is, let's assume these incels are d terrible people or at least whatever is wrong in their life, they've decided to act out in the wrong way, whatever that is. They've gone towards the path of, of hate mm. instead of the path of love. And what's wrong with a psychologist? I, he doesn't even reach out to those people. It's not like he says, hey, incels, having right. an incel meeting over here. Incels Anonymous yeah. happening over here. They, they like him, I guess. And what's wrong with trying to help people who maybe they do things that are wrong? Maybe they're acting stuff out in a really negative way. Maybe they're aggressing on people. Mm -hmm. What's wrong with actually trying to help those people? Not He doesn't, he, he doesn't validate any of the negative actions that they take towards people. Clearly, no one thinks that at all. He doesn't think that women need to stay in the kitchen or anything like that. He tells people that they need to get their act together right? and that they need to be better people. And he's really good at doing it. 
Listen, I'll go a little bit personal here for a minute. It bothers me when I see people saying these things about Jordan Peterson. You know, none of them have read, have read his books. They don't listen to his mm-hmm. podcast. Nope. They are saying things that they've heard they're supposed to say or like little 15-second clips taken out of context. I take these things personally because I've got a list, I think, of about five people. Y'all know that I'm, that I'm sober, but I wasn't there for a long time. I got a list of about five people who are the reason that I'm not dead right now. Okay? And he's on there. And so I do, I do take it personally, but it's not because he validated whatever I was upset about and I was just getting hammered drunk and everything else. You know, no, he told me to be better. Told me to clean my room and to stand up straight with my shoulders back. And, and, and most of all, it's your responsibility. Yes. It, you, it's you, on you. You pick up your cross and bear it mm-hmm. so you can be a better person. All right. <laughs> and you don't make it worse. And so when I see these people who know nothing about Jordan Peterson out here talking and like they know everything there is to know about Jordan Peterson, like, no, you haven't spent 40 hours reading his books or listening to his books. You just saw an article headline from MSNBC or something like that, or from Variety or Vice or whatever. You You know nothing about the guy. He feels things very deeply, clearly. He cries when he talks about music sometimes. He talks about all these different pieces of music coming together and creating the symphony or whatever. And he'll get, he gets choked up when he talks about that. Yeah, harmony. And I, I have done the same thing before. Maybe I'm a crier. I'm not like a full-blown crier. But I'll get teared up when I hear something executed beautifully. Mm. I'll tear up in movies when I feel like it's not because of what's going on in the movie. I will tear up because of how good the director and the cinematographer did in this moment. And how they made you feel. And the writer and how... and. The, just how good it was. All right. It, but, I'm not afraid to admit that cry. Yeah. Yep. Listen, I cried in one movie. Tears came down my cheek mm-hmm. one time in a movie. And it's when I went and saw Titanic in the theater for the first time. All right. Mm-hmm. And I didn't cry because I was sad about Jack. I was mad at Rose. Yeah. Because there's clearly enough room for two people on that door and everyone knows it. All right. Yes. It's very sad to me that he had to die in that way. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know. Tears of anger. Tears. Justified anger. It's, you know, he didn't have to go out like that. I'm with you. All right. Didn't you feel bad for him? So cold. All right. Okay. Dumb bleep number eight. Dumb bleep number eight. It is John Stossel, I believe. Uh, but this is, oh, another video. Sorry. I was going to read the tweet. Well, you can, uh, well, that's in the thing, but he's talking to a uh, teacher's union representative. John Stossel is. And uh, man. And real quick clip here, but let's hear it. Parents to m- decide what's best for their kids. What you're doing is you're incentivizing a lack of collaboration. If I'm competing directly against you, then I have a vested interest in doing better than you. But isn't that good? Not in education. Why not trust the parents? <laughs> I'm going to play it again. Decide what's best for their kids. What you're doing is you're incentivizing a lack of collaboration. If I'm competing directly against you, then I have a vested interest in doing better than you. But isn't that good? Not in education. (laughs) If I'm competing against you, I have a vested interest in being better than you and doing better than you. Isn't that good? Not in education, it's not. (laughs) No, I don't want to have to be better. Do we need this to hear not, anything else about why people... This does not fit the union. 
why people don't want school choice and why the teachers unions want the things that they want. It's because of that belief right there. And this guy accidentally said the truth out loud. He literally says that you had an interest in doing better than other schools and said that that was not a good thing. It's how, how Charlie make up one reason right now for me because it, they would lose some of their dues. <laughs> That's the only reason. Make up, what reason do you think he would come up with for why, because this was a 12-second clip, uh, for why that would be a bad thing? It's not. One, someone in the group tell me something about what, let's just, let's be devil's advocate because here. Because poor one thing. kids in Mississippi, Nate, and the, the poor minority kids in Mississippi okay. mm-hmm. would still be disaffected by not being able to go to a different school. Yeah. And so then it would, uh, you know, uh, we should hold back other kids from exceeding so that they can all be at the same level. Cause that wouldn't you. be fair. We'll just average down all the kids. That's what we need to yeah. do. All right. Well, that was uh, number eight. We got another video here for number nine. Oh, now we got a couple heavy hitters coming in right here at the end. Let's go to, New Zealand's prime minister talking about free speech. Companies and nonprofits to help improve research and understanding of how a person's online experiences are curated by automated processes. This will also be important in understanding more about mis and disinformation online, a challenge that we must as leaders address. Sadly, I think it's easy to dismiss this problem as one in the margins. I can certainly understand the desire to leave it to someone else. As leaders, we're rightly concerned that even the most light touch approaches to disinformation could be misinterpreted as being hostile to the values of free speech that we value so highly. But while I cannot tell you today what the answer is to this challenge, I can say with complete certainty that we cannot ignore it. To do so poses an equal threat to the norms we all value. After all, how do you successfully end a war if people are led to believe the reason for its existence is not only legal but noble? How do you tackle climate change if people do not believe it exists? How do you ensure the human rights of others are upheld when they are subjected to hateful and dangerous rhetoric and ideology? The weapons may be different, but the goals of those who perpetuate them is often the same to cause chaos and reduce the ability of others to defend themselves, to disband communities, to collapse the collective strength of countries who work together. But we have an opportunity here to ensure that these particular weapons of war do not become an established part of warfare. In these times, I'm acutely aware of how easy it is to feel disheartened. We are facing many battles on many fronts. But there is cause for optimism, because for every new weapon we face, there is a new tool to overcome it. For every attempt to push the world into chaos is a collective conviction to bring us back to order. We have the means. We just need the collective will. Oh, God. So... How do you, so she asked an important question there, I think, which is how do you, you know, combat these hateful things, these, you know, these weapons of war, 
speech, speech, people yeah. getting you to believe lies and stuff. Um, now she's not real worried about this because no one can understand the damn word she's saying anyway. <laughs> so who cares, the, right? The answer is you make a better argument. Yeah, you win. That yes, that's the actual answer. I mean, <clears throat> Charlie. She talked about how do you end a war if the people think that it's justified. They think it's justified because that country doesn't allow free speech. Yeah. That's why. Right. But she's saying that we have to control speech. Yeah. Okay. It's Sorry, I interrupted you. Yeah. No, it doesn't make any sense. Like, the freedom, the free flow of information, that's how you change hearts and minds. Mm-hmm. Is not by controlling the speech that's out there. Um you know, for instance, like, would we have ever found out that it was a potential that the COVID came from the Wuhan lab? You know, they could have buried that deep down and never brought it up again. They tried. They tried. Didn't work. Potentially. Why? Yeah. The free flow of information. Enough people had questions. Enough people. I mean, look, you can look at, let's say, slavery, for instance. Um, I think it's really smart to go look at the um, the abolitionists because those folks were ardent about their opposition to slavery Mm -hmm. so much so that they didn't participate in any kind of thing. I mean, they were absolutists when it came to, to the ending of slavery and you know, they fought extremely hard on changing the narrative. And again, I'm not saying that um, there wasn't something that could have been done about slavery sooner, but at the same time, the better outcome was is that slavery was abolished and it didn't take um, it didn't take a government or anybody else to control how other people think about things well, whatsoever. You, you look throughout history, like all the worst things that have happened throughout history, the people who perpetrated those were controlling people's speech. Like that's how you do it. And she's arguing in favor of the uh, the 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 UN, I think is who she I can't remember who she was talking to. But basically them coming together to try and control free speech. Like no one bad is ever going to be in control of that power ever. And that's the thing. Can you guarantee me that? You tell me that the government needs to control free speech. And then you also tell me that the last guy that was in office was a brutal fascist dictator. Mm. And you still think the government should control speech? Really? That's what you're saying? <laughs> Someone yeah. make that make sense for me. It doesn't make sense. Okay. It's, I didn't think so. Thing. That's why it's in dumb bleep. That's why. That is why it's in dumb belief. That was number nine. Is this the party girl? <clears throat> no. This, oh, no. Okay. Not New Zealand. Okay. No. Nope. Oh, this is good. <sighs> okay. Saving the best for last. This is a Canadian actress. Now, first off, it's terrible. She has Bell's palsy. And she blames Bell's palsy on her getting the vaccine. She developed it shortly after getting the vaccine. I'm not making that claim. She makes that claim. All right. Canadian actress Jennifer Gibson. But let's hear what she um, has to say. Once again, I feel I feel terrible for her, I guess. Let's see what she says. Oh, this is not a video I want to make. Um, and it's kind of hard to make because as I'm watching myself, I see um, what I'm going to say, which is I have been diagnosed with Bell's palsy which is paralysis on one side of the face. For me, it's uh, this side here, the left, obviously. Um, 
So I got it about two weeks after getting my vaccine and I had a rough go with the vaccine. Um, and I guess still am, but I have to say that I would do it again because it's what we have to do to see people. So, um, I don't know why I'm making this video, but here's my- It's all worth it. It was- I would do it again. <clears throat> I feel bad for That's, her. I do. Look at me, I'm a hero. Yeah, there's a couple, there's a couple things. One, I, I think after this happening to her, a way for her to overcome this uh, re regret, potential regret of like, what if I didn't make that decision that I saw all of the conspiracy theorists warning me about? So that regret could overtake you and destroy the rest of your life. And a way to get away from that regret is to rationalize. And so you're rationalizing by saying... You know, I hate that this happened, but it was worth it because this is what we have to do to see people. I don't know what world she's living in. I guess it's different up there in Canada, but um, I've seen plenty of people. None of them seen have died people. yet. Yeah. Uh, I know that's not the case for everyone, of course. The other thing where I don't feel bad for her is that, that she's likely rationalizing she knows that she came down with Bell's palsy. She blames it on the vaccine. And she's still, why is she making this video? She's making this video as a promotion for the vaccine. Because it is so important. She has martyred herself. That even if you get palsy from it, it's still worth it. Because that's what we have to do. And in that light, I'm upset with her. Even though I feel bad at the same time. It's very confusing. It does suck that she have Bell, that she has Bell's palsy. It does suck. That, that sucks a lot. Clearly. And I feel for her on that. Yeah. But to justify it and say, well, look at me as a hero. I would do it again. Mm -hmm. Because even though my life was affected, I'm, I care way more about other people. And to think that like right now, COVID is such a, COVID is such a large danger to ordinary individual just your regular fairly healthy 40 year old let's just say that i know we can all talk about those outlier cases we can all talk about people that we knew that were young that died and of course you got to make your own decisions but she knows that it's not super dangerous unless you're really old or you have some type of underlying condition and so why is it that you still say well i would do it again and she's posting the video as a way to promote People getting the vaccine, it's this important. That's what we have to do to see people. No, the people who are at risk of dying, they make that decision on whether or not it's worth it to them to risk the very small percentage chance of Bell's palsy. Okay, mm. very small percentage chance. They take that risk versus potentially the higher <sighs> risk, depending on their age or whatever condition they have, of getting COVID and dying from it. And they make that decision. And so I end up just thinking that this is really dumb and that she's suffering from Stockholm syndrome when it comes to thinking that you can't possibly do anything to see anyone unless you're vaccinated still in 2022 derangement, Mm-hmm. Yeah. COVID derangement syndrome, mm -hmm. CDS yeah. as mm -hmm. they call it. Okay. Those are the dumb bleeps, everyone mass formation, something, <laughs> something. Mm. Yeah. You're saying I shouldn't put this on YouTube.
I, <laughs> what's wrong with mass formation? I didn't say the rest of it. That's true. Okay, number one is where is Jackie? I don't know. Can't find her. Number two, Nina Turner. I don't know what the heck she's talking about. I asked for the data. She hasn't responded yet as far as the bottom half getting their wealth cut in half. Um, David Hogg, no right is absolute, including the 13th Amendment. I mean, Second Amendment <laughs> is what he says. Number four, uh, dear everyone except for straight white male young students. And Asians. And Asians. And American Indians. And Native Americans. And anyone else who we missed. Um, whatever. You guys know the thing. Number five, AOC says that uh, pro-lifers are trying to help corporations maintain large workforces, and that's why they want to stop abortions. <laughs> Number six, Dr. Kumar. Uh, men with uteruses can give birth. We'll just leave it at that. You know, you heard it. Number seven, Jordan Peterson crying like a little girl. That's what this person said. You know the thing. Number eight, uh, this teacher's union God. Um, competition and doing better than other people is not something you want in education. <laughs> God. Number nine, Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern uh, says that free speech is a weapon of war. <laughs> That's so good. And number 10, weapon. I got Bell's palsy and I love it. Those are the those are the bleeps. All right, y'all, go get your votes in. Get your votes in. If you want to vote, then you got to go to joingml.com. That's joingml.com. Pay as little as six bucks a month, or you can pay to be a real libertarian. It's one or the other, or there's other there's other classes in between, I guess. But we have a few real libertarians in here, so you might as well, if you feel like you are a real libertarian, then join the real libertarian crowd uh, at joingml.com. Go to nateScrashcourse.com to learn about the market. That's nateScrashcourse.com. It's a one-time class with a million videos? How many? It's how many? Just under a million. Yeah. How many videos do you have up there? 104. 104 yeah. videos teaching you everything you need to know about the market. It's excellent, excellent, excellent material. I made, it's Very not a valuable. large amount, but I made a hundred bucks during the episode. Yeah. Nice. Someone signed up? No. I'm on a trade. Oh, on a trade. Yeah. Nice. That's no well, that's uh, past results are not indicative of future stuff. That's right. <laughs> But uh, if you want to learn those things, natescrashcourse.com. Buy some merch. I did see uh, some merch orders come in, which was nice. Thank a, you. Quite a few t-shirts. Thank you for in. the support. We we're appreciate up, that. After taxes, we're racking up like that four bucks a pop. Yeah. We need a lot it's, more shirts sold. Yeah. Okay. But we, we are seeing them come in, so I do yeah. appreciate the way you guys are supporting us. That, that means a lot. Um, and that's at godhatesfeds.com. Godhatesfeds.com. Go check it out. Do all of those things. Share the show with a friend, family member, and foe, and we're going to tell you the results. It looks to be a tie. I think a tie. Gonna, yeah, I'm yeah, to break the tie. Remember, the, uh, the thumbs up color neutral is the only one that counts. I might have to break as the tie. As a vote. So if you need to pull your vote, I redistribute just, your vote to something else. I just broke it. You broke it? Mm-hmm. That goes to the, I believe... That's the teacher's yes. union guy, right? Yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. I am Kamala Harris. You don't want competition. <laughs> you broke the tie. I got it. Tie-breaking right. vote. You don't want competition in education. No. No. You don't want people to try to do better mm -mm. than other people. No. Why would That's I want to compete thing. against you? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. 
All right, y'all. If you enjoyed today's episode, like I said, share it around. Do all those things I said. And if you do that, then we'll be back again on Monday. I hope you guys have a good weekend and a good morning, Liberty. I got two votes. <laughs>